And welcome back to another episode of the Burning Leaf Podcast. I'm joined by Thomas. I'm joined by Tom. Uh, no Joe today, but we have some big news to bring to the table that was just announced. CM Punk is back in WWE. Yeah, I'm just joking. That was big, but that was a great Saturday night. Uh, Patrick Kane has signed with the Red Wings. We'll get into that later. We don't know what the number is yet. Um, but that the Patrick Kane sweepstakes is over. Uh, if it was a so-called sweepstakes, I don't know what it is. But anyway, we'll start with our two teams. We'll start with the Flames. Huge overtime win last night against the Vegas Golden the Knights. Mackenzie Weger, what an absolute rip for the OT winner. Uh, good game history. The Flames almost had an e-bug going net as Jacob Markstrom was sick, couldn't go. And they had, I believe his name was Dusty Nickel backing up. And Dan Vodar almost died two minutes into the game. Oof, that could have been bad because Dan Vodar actually played an unreal game yesterday. But uh, in saying that, Flames have looked a little bit better as of late, as we've talked about before. They got the win against Vegas. They had lost the other night in Colorado. They had that big, they had that ridiculous third period against Dallas uh, last week to start their gauntlet of very tough schedule. The next, I believe, starting in Dallas, what was it last Wednesday? I want to say I don't remember the day. Um, they basically play 13 straight games in Cup contenders. <laughs> so um, it's going to be a tough go, but they've started off well. They're 2-1, and one, kind of in that little stretch there. They had a really bad game against Colorado, just absolutely brutal. But um, they're playing a little bit better. They're right on track to picking 16th overall again. So uh, the game last night was fun. Again, Dolph Vodar played great. Um, they're looking better, trending upwards. Ryan Huska seems to be getting this a little bit more under control. Um, but they're just still playing. Huberto's looked a little bit better. Thought he was okay last night. Um, AJ Greer's the best. That's all I can say. AJ Greer's been great. Um, he is. He is. He's He's been a lot of fun. He scored another goal last night. his fourth of the year. I think they said he's tied for fifth for scoring on the team in terms of goals. I was like, Jesus. That's scoring by committee. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think they've looked good. Obviously, we don't know what the uh, status of Chris Tanev is. He left yesterday after blocking a shot with his face. If I had to guess, he's probably going to get stitched up and he'll probably be okay. Because I don't Tanev know, and, man. Because it's Chris Tanev and he played through a meaningless year two years ago with broken ribs. And he he played and he played great. So, I mean, I'm assuming he lost six more teeth. More teeth that, you know, he's already lost. So we'll see. I, I don't know if he misses time. You know, I know last year he got a shot right to the dome against Montreal, and I think he only missed like two games. So <laughs> the fact that he got up, skated off, just holding his mouth, uh, I think he'll be okay. Maybe he misses a game or two. I don't know. Um, the dude's a, dude's wild. Tanev's a friggin'. He's he's crazy, dude. He just doesn't care like about his body. He's just like, ah, oh, puck coming straight from my face. I'll put my teeth into it and I'll try and eat it. He's crazy. Anyway, you guys have anything on that? I watched a third in overtime, man. And um, one thing I noticed was Vegas. I don't know. They looked really slow. Uh, that's the first thing I noticed right away. And the overtime was so weird because they got a power play. The Flames. And then it was continuous till the zero until Uyghur scored actually yeah. the overtime winner, which I thought actually looked offside. They looked at it and they didn't really. I know challenge I know it for sure. Um, but on the power play, like 
Vegas breaks two sticks and it's basically four on two because the yeah. guy got out of the box and they didn't really capitalize on that. It's weird seeing Siren Govich out there. I, I, I guess he's playing well to earn a spot. Yeah, on overtime. He's been, he's been, uh, he's been better as of late. I think the reason they had him out there was strictly for his shot. I think they wanted him on the one timer side. He got a few goes at it and he just couldn't bury it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A little weird not having Huberto out there. A little weird. Well, no, but, it's not weird because there was a chance in, I think, the second period where, yeah, where he threw it he across. Had a pass <laughs> and then he literally he had it a wide open net. Wide open net. And just didn't Pony, shoot it. Was, right? Yeah. I was just like, Huberto, I'm like, what the fuck, man? He I've, ne- I've so- never seen this in Florida. Like, where where does this cap, like come he from? Was- He's never did know. that. He never did that. He scored yeah, 30 goals for Florida. I know. And now he can't score, like... Dude, there was there was a point, I think it was in Seattle, because he scored in Seattle. Like he scored in like back-to-back games or whatever it was. And uh like it seemed like okay, like he's shooting more. It's like okay, like we're we're get we're trending okay, he's gonna start shooting the puck more. And I thought he did a better job of it last night, but then yeah, there was that chance where it's like he literally had the entire top of the net like wide open. And he tried to go back across the grain wide. It was either back one or Coleman. It was one of the two, and it was just like Hubie. It's like I, I I don't even think he realized how much net he had. I think he thought the goalie was there, and he was like, okay, I'm going to try to throw it back. I think it, I bet if he watched it back on replay, he'd be like, oh, shit, like I had the whole net. But, like, again, it was like even the game in Colorado, I don't know if you score, saw the goal that Backlund scored, but, like, Huberto came across the crease, pretty much had, like, the net, and he, like, didn't even look, just threw it back, and, like, luckily went right on Backlund's tape. And he had a wide open net, but it was like, it's like Hubie man. I'm like, you're fucking lucky that back one was standing there, or else it was like it was. An, it would be another one of those plays. It's like, what the fuck, dude? But I, I, I don't know. He he's looked better as of late. Not ten and a half million better, but he's been more engaged. I thought that game in Seattle was probably his best game as a Flame, which is saying something. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, he's he's like I said, he's looked better. He's been playing a lot better since he got put side along alongside Backwood and Coleman. So I mean, if those three can work, Huberto's kind of been he's he's weird because he's always done better with the what's the word I'm looking for? The unconventional line mates. He's always done better playing with guys that you wouldn't expect them to produce with. Whether it was Duclair and uh Duclair Bennett. Um, I think there was even a time he was like for Haggy and someone else, but like he's always done better when he's kind of just been with like guys who are straight line and go, right? And back when and Coleman are kind of those kind of players. So we'll see. I mean, we still got a lot of season here left, but they're sitting in a playoff spot. Mm. Somehow, some way, they're sitting in the second wild card spot as of November 28th after starting two, seven, and one. So who would have thought? There's still a game under 500. Still Aren't you going to be glad when the Oilers take that from you? It's going to be great when we're picking, when we miss the playoffs and we're picking 16th overall. <laughs> it's going to be great. I don't know. I, I still think there's some selling to be done. I don't think if they're if they're sitting just outside the playoffs or in a wild card two spot come March, I can't see a way they're keeping all the guys together. I just, so, I can't. So even if you're in the wild card two spot, you're gonna you want to sell they should do what nashville did last year yeah and like then if you like because someone brought up the point it's like in 2014-15 when they made it 
they sold pieces at the deadline. Like Curtis Glencross, yeah, Curtis Glencross was an upcoming UFA. They moved him. I think they moved him for like a second and a third. And I think those picks ended up being Anderson and Shellington or something like that. Or they moved one of those picks for Hamilton. Um, and they still made the playoffs. You have to still, I think, do your due diligence. Move guys that you're not going to sign instead of losing them for nothing. And then look, if you still make the playoffs, amazing. Like if you still get there and you move four guys who are going to be UFA, great. That's mm-hmm. awesome. You know, I think like Nashville did a really good job of that last year. And look at that. They moved like everyone. Tanner Janot, uh, Eckholm. They moved a bunch of guys and they missed by like two points, I want to say. Yep. So like you're just playing with house money at that point. Mm-hmm. Thing is, you're probably going to get railed in the first round because odds are you're playing Colorado or Vegas or Dallas, right? Given yeah, whatever players play Dallas, they always play them. Really I mean, good. I like, even if you, Dallas. depending on the trade, like you don't even necessarily need to take picks back. Like, look <laughs> at the Toffoli trade. You can get a younger Sharon Govich steps into your lineup. Like, you'll mm. still have players. I'd prefer picks and prospects, especially yeah, for guys but if you like still want to push for a playoff spot. And so, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, it, I, like I said, I'd prefer them just sell everything, get younger, get those picks in. They don't have a ton of picks. So, I mean, if they can go to the thing, go to the draft next year with a bunch of picks, I mean, it's what they should have done last year, but it is what it is. Um, let's move on to the Leafs, shall we? They uh, had back to back losses, but they had a really good run there when they went to Sweden. They won both their games, they looked good. They've looked good really ever since uh, John Klingberg, uh, you know, decided that I can't play hockey anymore. Can I just say something on that? Go ahead. I just find it really funny how every time someone goes to the Leafs, they have some injury they've been dealing with their entire career. It's like you're telling me John Klingberg has been playing his whole life with a bad hip, and all of a sudden he comes to Toronto and, oh, Guys, can't play anymore. They're the only team who can do it, Russo. I mean, like, just, just, it's so convenient. Matt Murray, uh, Robida, Lupul. Yeah. um, Like, Matt Murray, just, they knew was a risk. And you don't get double hip surgery for fun. Yeah. The Sean Monahan surgery. (laughs) Yeah. And like, Klingberg, I guess, like, you played in Dallas and you played in Anaheim. There's no media coverage. And it gets worse and worse. But like, if it was, oh yeah, he's hurt and has hip issues. I'd be like, okay, that's a little suspicious. All the media on the plane was like, yo, this guy can't walk. He can't sit in his chair. So I why mean, did like, they bring him to Sweden then? Because he wanted to play. He was going. Yeah. He was going to play in the second game in Sweden, but he couldn't. And he's from Sweden, right? So yeah. Exactly. He sure wanted, wanted to, to play. Yeah, yeah. And then say. that's that's part of it where it's like, okay, that seems a little suspicious, but like this player wanted to play and, and couldn't. So and Russo, to your point of they won on a little role in Sweden. Yeah, they played the tired team in both games. Mm-hmm. Did they play the second team on a, but did oh geez, well, yep. I mean they still won. Yep. Just because you're on a back to back doesn't mean you can, you know. I mean, yeah, it makes it easier. For sure, but you know, uh, Nylander's point streak came to an end. Very unfortunate. One off the record for active players. 
Dude, and he hit that post yeah. in overtime. Yeah. Ridiculous. Three posts. All three. <laughs> left, top, and right. So. I mean, he's on the top line now because as we can like get into it, they haven't really been clicking outside of the Sweden games. Uh, so like Marner gets demoted off that top line, which I think we all kind of wanted to see coming on it. And like I see people arguing, oh, but he's point per game. He's point per game. Yeah, man, you make eleven million dollars. You have to be better. The point per game isn't good enough anymore. A bunch of players can put up eighty points. A bunch of players can put up a hundred points. You need to be in that upper echelon to be worth the money that you're making. And you need to be a difference maker, which right now, like he's not. Nylander is the difference maker on this team. Uh, Matthews has looked slow as of late too. Looked a little slow too, and that's another one where, like, man, you need your, <laughs> you make your money. Um, like you are, he is still like nearly goal per game. I think he dropped below it finally, but you can't be putting up a hat trick and then take three games off. Yeah, just not working like, like that. I um, I saw a stat that said, um. I think Zach Hyman has more points than Matthews this year. <laughs> I think Evan Bouchard has more points than Matthews. Yeah, I've, Evan. To be fair, Evan Bouchard and Zach Hyman would both be leading the Flames in scoring. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's the Oilers, Oilers, defenseman. Kinda, I think that like but, seven two win the other night probably helped that. Yeah, yeah. McDavid's back. It's over yeah, yeah. for everyone. Put up his twenty third career three point period. <laughs> That's crazy. Dude, and I think he's back on pace for like over 100 points again. Yeah, he's already the, top 13 in scoring or something. There was a, there was a point in time Look. where I was like, man, it's going to be great when McDavid breaks the Huberto record. What? Come on, man. Like, for on, like bro. biggest drop off of points. Oh, it was I mean, 50. I was like, McDavid's come for it anyway. But yeah, anyways. Back to the important team, the Leafs. Uh, so yeah, they came came back from Sweden and dropped two straight to two teams you should beat. Lost to Chicago and uh, lost in the Dubas Redemption Bowl, and didn't look that great in either game. So now that means they have five regulation wins in nineteen games on the season. That is tied with San Jose. Hmm. Hey, San Jose's on a heater right now. That's not a team I want to be tied <laughs> with in any aspect. We just spent two weeks shooting on the Oilers for being tied with San Jose for a bunch of stats. And now look at us. So, I I mean, like, Thomas, tell me your thoughts here. But I don't think this team, A, is very good, B, is clicking, and C, is uh, complete. Yeah, like I won't go as far as like not as good. Like I see people out there comparing it to the nineteen twenty year where like they were just fine and they got into the play in and obviously we know what happened there with Columbus, but like I don't think they're bad. I just think that they haven't really gelled together enough yet. Um with the lines and stuff, with obviously Bertuzzi, Domi, Robertson, Yarncroc, Nylander, Marner, like more so the wingers. Um and I think I put this in the doc, like I really think the media is overblowing this acquiring a defenseman because 
Like, I'm trying to look back. When the hell is the last time they acquired a really good first-line pair defenseman? Like, can you really tell me when? Like, do you count Tyson Berry? Never. No. Tyson Berry no. wasn't a top-pair guy when they got him. Tyson Berry was top it. four PP1, and it didn't really work. Right. So when's the last time? Do you enough? Yeah. Do, do you consider Mark Giordano a top-pair defenseman no. when they got him? I mean, no. do you consider was- a signing like TJ Brody? No. No, because even Brody was more top four. So to answer my own question, they're not going to do it again. So why are people overblowing this Tanev, the Zadorov, getting all these guys? It's not going to happen. They're not paying that price. And if they do, they're pretty stupid too, because I don't think they should be acquiring one of those two guys. Um, Because we all know what happens here when they get here. They fall off a cliff and they're part of the problem and they're next one to blame in line. So the, the, the things keep going for this team that, it's just overblown. They get forced into doing stuff and it doesn't really work out. And you see them gone around two around one. And uh, I don't think they need to acquire that type of defenseman. I think they need more depth scoring. I think they need a second pair guy who's steady on defense. So you're not paying high as a price as we just talked about tan having the door off the last couple of weeks. Um, but little things like that, like, and also I don't blame coaching either. Like these players have been here for what their whole 10 years. Like I'm talking about the core guys and they still haven't figured it out. Like they, Still have inconsistencies. Like it's, you got to figure it out. Like these are the stuff I talked about at the start of the year where we see it in the playoffs and we're seeing it again with back to back losses versus teams. Like you said, Tom, they should beat, especially the Chicago Blackhawks. You're up 3 1. Ryan Reeves gives you a goal and you still lose that game. Like it's, yeah, like I don't know what you see, but one of the like three goals he's going to score you this season. Mm-hmm. And you lose in that game, obviously. And like the Pittsburgh game too. Um, Pittsburgh said it going into the game, like, yeah, we have extra motivation. We want to win for Dubis. He deserves <laughs> us to put in the extra effort tonight. And if you're the Leafs, that happens to you a lot. Everybody comes into Toronto and gives the extra effort because it's Toronto. So you have to up your game on a consistent basis. But you knew going into that game, you were going to have to up it. And then you don't. You don't. You're flat. Uh, like Mitch Marner had one of the worst games I've seen him play this season against Pittsburgh, and he was still out there. Mm-hmm. Still got all the minutes, and that's the one coaching thing. And now that's like that's finally changed. Um, that was the one coaching thing where it's like I get he's your guy in all situations. If he's not going, you can't play him because mm-hmm. he just hogs the puck because he needs to do it himself. And when he can't do it and he can't beat somebody one-on-one, it's useless. You turn the puck over in the back of your own net. Right. There's issues with this team. And like, I don't think one player is going to fix it. Like I, I, you need depth scoring. They needed depth scoring last year too. They needed a three C. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't help when Brad Treliving bro- blows his load on guys that he shouldn't have signed. Whether it's Klingberg, Reeves, Domi's camp. better. Oh, Camp was a big one. Yeah, a two million dollar fourth line setter Russo. Yeah. Well, you're then Reeves is making what one point three to be what a scratch. Yeah, and like and... they're they're kind of lucky now that they've gotten out of the Klingberg deal by luck. They or are. They got out of it. The I don't think they knew they were going to be able to do that. Where we learned it's not variable. 
So this is just stuck. <laughs> yeah, they can't bury it. That's so bad. Like, everybody when happen? it was signed was like, oh yeah, but it's okay. He'll be here for one year, reset the culture, then they'll bury it in the miners, whatever. It's not buryable. He's here for three years. What are you doing? <laughs> Like, what are you doing? It's. I'm telling you, Bradtree Living was after that player since 2017, even in Calgary. He was after him for years. I think he wanted him before he went to Pittsburgh. And then when he became a free, or he was about to be a free agent in 2018, he signed in Vegas. And he, and he, um, and he pivoted and he signed James Neal. Hmm. Because. He couldn't get even Reeves. better. He We're wanted gonna... Reeves so bad, man. And I, I don't know what his. I, I don't know why he loves Ryan so, Reeves. Does he have guys? Because <laughs> I think Bradtree living. He, like we shit on Dubas for having guys. <laughs> he loved Justin Hall. Um, yeah. I like who were his other guys, guys a hell of a lot more than like, I like anybody from the Sioux. But like at least with Dubas. There was an argument they were good and they had a history of winning. Sign, he didn't or they sign had potentials for three years. Yeah. yeah. Like they won in the Sioux, they won in the Marleys. Does Bradtree Living have guys too? Yes. Like he does, right? Yeah. Buddy, like, I'm surprised. If Michael Stone didn't retire, he would have signed the <laughs> Yeah. If like, Michael Stone uh, didn't retire, dude, he tried to sign Lucic. Yeah. We, like, that was he tried there. to sign Lucic and Lucic yeah. said he's going to Boston. Right, I'm telling you, like I'm, I'm telling you, if Michael Stone was a free agent, (laughs) he would have been a Toronto Maple Leaf. Dude, Tree Tree Living signed up three different times or four. It might have been four. Like I get having guys. Like you have a bias towards players that you think are good, Mm -hmm. right? Every GM does to a certain extent. Yeah, Brad. Bro, this isn't good. These aren't the guys you want to have a bias towards. Yeah. Like, you can bring in Ryan Reeves once in 2017. Okay, I think everybody would have understood that. Eh, I wouldn't have. We're in 2023, and you brought him in for three extra years. (laughs) Everyone was giving him three years, Tom. When when this contract ends, it'll be nine years beyond when he wanted to bring him in in Calgary. That was already would have been a bad idea. Buddy, so many people try to defend that signing. And it's like, oh, like don't worry. Like he was a barrier. Sorry? The Reeves Toronto. Yeah, like so many people defended it. Where it's like, oh, like don't worry. Like he's going to make them tougher to play against. And I'm pretty sure he hasn't fought since the second game of the year. And can I pause you there? Like, I don't. Like okay, sure, I do blame the player as well because he can go out there and fight. But like, the coaching is not the same dynamic. I think that Trey Living wants from the fourth line and third line because at least with Calgary, like okay, those guys hit. Like the Lewis's hit, the Richardson's hit, the Lucic hit, Brett Richie. Like they were hitting. I don't see any hits from the bottom six. Like dude, like I'm not seeing any big. Well, hits, that third. Any... Well, your for well, like your third line isn't hitting anyone. You have three guys that are sub six foot. Right. And I th- and I think that's the problem. Robertson, Domi, and Yarncroke. I think that's the problem. They don't hit. Like they don't get. Like it's just 
there's a difference between the coach and GM we're clearly seeing because we signed guys that were supposed to kind of hit, rough it up, Bertuzzi, Domi, Reeves, and they really haven't been doing that. And that's part of coaching as well, too, but not fully blaming him as well. But like, it's just. And then, and this is my other point. This is my other point. Why did you sign the coach to an extension? I think that was MLSC, and that was Shanahan going. We don't want the drama of him being yeah, in a final year. Yeah, like yeah, it's I can't worth wait the to fire him. And yeah, like it's worth the two deal. four million dollars. Like if the drama surrounding Keith not having a contract wins you one game this season, it's worth it. It's worth the money because you're the Leafs. You win a you win a home game. It's twenty five million dollars. You don't blink. It's it's worth it for them. So yeah, I, look. I still think they're going to be fine. Mm. They're going to make the playoffs. I just don't think they're as good of a team as they were last year. I don't even think they're as good as a team they were the year before that. And they quite frankly should be a better team. Yeah. yeah. And like, and I think that falls on the GM for doing a poor job in asset management and uh, not using the cap right. Obviously, like we said, Reeves, Klingberg. You can say what you want about Domi, but that's another what? He's making $3 million. I think you could have got a guy with Domi's skill set for like one. Who would have a goal? You could have got, you, you got a Matt Duchesne for that much. You, you know what I mean? And that's where... Like, and he's been that, great. Like That's where it pisses me off that because of a, a power struggle in MLSE and the Leafs front office, we no longer have the guy in charge and the guy that was brought in because the wrong guy won the power struggle has constructed a flawed roster. Yeah, and we like knew they, it from the start. It's almost like they didn't like watch the Flames for the past nine years. It's like, uh, oh, like, they made, they made I, the I second round you. a couple times. Everybody's begging Brad Tree Living to make a trade. Russo, how many times have you begged Brad Tree Living <laughs> oh, to make buddy, a trade? Oh, buddy, I cannot wait for a first and two seconds for Nikita Zadorov. Nah, I am pumped. That. If I'm Conroy, I'm calling him every day. <laughs> Even hey, Brad, this, I'm calling him every day. <laughs> hey, hey, Brad, you uh, how how you feel about Nikita today? Eli has lost another game. I'd be calling him every day, just because you know he's you know Brad's desperate, and you know Brad will pay a premium for defensemen, for second, third pairing guys. I'm calling him every single day. Hey, Brad, how's a how's a first how's a first round pick for Zadorov? And then if he says no to that, now the price has gone up. But my my also worry is that Conroy's gonna give him the, the friend discount. That's what I'm I'm worried about that. I'm like it's either gonna go one of two ways. Either we're fleecing Toronto for Zadorov, or you're getting Zadorov and Tanev for like nothing. No, you no, you're gonna fleece us. Because they've already I said they so. don't wanna they don't I wanna fucking hope so. Oh my god, that'd be great. So can Anyways, Brad. yeah, I'm calling him every day. Final note on the Leafs: Pizza Pizza is their new helmet sponsor. Oh, Brad must be livid. Couldn't even get Boston Pizza. Oh yeah, didn't even get Boston Pizza. His dad is like the owner of Boston Pizza. I mean, like Brad Tree Living makes chump change in comparison to his net worth being an NHL GM. <laughs> oh my god, his dad like, must be. He must be livid. Because what's the Boston pizza? It's worth like seven or eight hundred million dollars. Mm. Like Brad's gonna get that. 
and dude's out here making like three million bucks a year as a GM. Dude rode the bus in the ECHL knowing he had that <laughs> fortune. Really like, want to be a GM. I really I mean, I respect want to be a grind. GM. I, I like honestly, I would if I had tens of hundreds of millions lined up and could have just worked in Boston Beats, I would not be riding an ECHL bus. Yeah, I mean as crappy bucks. as a as crappy of a GM as he is, I mean I uh I respect the grind. Yeah, I respect, I respect it. You just suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, so Kane is signing with the Red Wings. Um, we don't that know what the number is. That was the most is. subtle introduction I've ever heard for this yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. Kane's signing with the Red Wings. We don't know what the term is. We don't know what the AAV is. Um. I get he wants to play with the Brinkat. It just seems like a weird fit because Lucas Raymond has played so well this year on that top line. Do you really see Patrick Kane coming in off of hip surgery hmm. and them taking Lucas Raymond or somebody off that line so Kane can play with the Brinkat? No. And I think Kane is probably going to be second or third line. So I don't think third. In, I don't think in NHL history, uh, four players have had this hip resurfacing resurfacing surgery. Sean Monahan's not one of them. Uh, I guess it was a different surgery. And twice. <laughs> Nicholas Backstrom played forty-seven games, twenty-two points. Carl Hagelin, nothing. Ryan Kessler, nothing. Ed Jovanovsky, thirty-seven games, five points. Nicholas Bastion barely played a half season. Buddy, he barely played a quarter of a season this year. Played yeah, like what, like, ten games, maybe less. Hip surgery is tough. It's it's not something you just come back from, especially at thirty five. And I Sean Monahan was labrum, so it was different. Yeah. But I also look at Monahan; he's not even thirty yet, and it took him three years to get back to like actually being a good NHL player. He's been great this year. So, like, I I, I don't know. Like, I get it why guys would want Patrick Kane, but, man, they're going to have to, like, really shelter him, and he's just going to have to be, like, a power play specialist. That's it. This guy guy is not helping you in the way that he used to. Get ready for NBA load management style, (laughs) if you're smart. If he tries to play every game, like I think the Red Wings are cooked. You gotta really just let him sit, let him play power play, and like that's it. it. I saw a bunch of like all the suitors for it. Like, what was it? The Rangers, the Stars, the Stars were in on it. The Panthers, I think Toronto was in on it a little bit, but. Not like a ton. Yeah, like it was a big because it's a big name. I think you look at that player, what he did on the Rangers last year, and then with a hip resurfacing. Like if the name is not Patrick Kane, like the player's player probably done. Signed. Yeah. Like dude, Phil Kessel's still waiting. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Phil Kessel's still here. I would have signed Kessel just for the vibes. The longer for Kessel goes unsigned, the harder it will be for him to come like dude was still like what was he 40 points no 
30 points, something like that. He had a decent year. Won another cup. He didn't really play. Yeah, anymore. I mean, like, I don't know. Thomas, but, this is your guy. So what are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think he'll be fine, guys. Like, like, dude, yeah. they're not going to shelter him at all. Like, <laughs> it's Kane. Like, they're going to be playing him on the first line, second line, power play, all that. He said in his press conference or in the interview, he's like, like, if I have to take a sacrifice and I don't play power play, I'm like, dude, you're playing power play, my guy. Like, that's why they signed you. Like, like he can dude. still, like, he still has the ability to pass the puck and make things happen with the puck on his stick. It's going to be yeah. everything else. The play driving isn't going to be there. Obviously, no. I don't think the skating is going to be there. And you don't have to use him like that either, right? Like, no. he doesn't have to be the guy anymore. No. If he, if they can, if he can come in and they can shelter him enough, like on a third line and he goes on the power play no, and no, he rips no. it up. No, then why would you sign him? To play with That's the question. Andrew Cobb. Yeah. Like, how, how would that work as a third line? Andrew Cobb, like, how much defense? But again, like, he's not going to play on the first line. First or second line, for sure. Oh, you wouldn't wait this long to sign him. My fantasy team is going to take a hit if they take Lucas Raymond off that line. <laughs> well, oh, they could he's play him so on the first upset. line, too, right? Like, it's like, it's not rocket science. Yeah. Yeah. So, on Kane, because you know who has 88 on that team? Yeah, Sprong. Daniel, Daniel Sprong. Sprong. Does he give it up? According to scouting the refs, so like actually a legit source, but I wouldn't have expected them to have it. Daniel Sprong is willing to give up eighty-eight for a small price. Oh yeah, probably thirteen dollars and eighty cents. As long as Patrick Kane is okay with not getting his twenty cents and change back, I found that really weird. But it's scouting the refs, so like, I'd I'd be asking for a lot of money. Hey, a watch, a good dinner. Imagine if he came to Leafs with Nylander. <laughs> oh, N- Willie would have said, no. like, oh, don't go fuck himself. I think Willie wouldn't give it. No, because Willie already switched his number once. Yeah. And Three man, times, imagine, ma- but imagine being a Leaf fan and he switched his number and, like, you had a Nylander jersey. I'd be kind of rattled. They... Imagine if you're a Sprong jersey, man. Yeah. Yeah. What if you got a Daniel <laughs> Sprong jersey, man? Feel bad for all those people who bought Daniel Sprong jerseys. <laughs> There's got to be a few out there. For sure. Be I mean, hey, he's got the Dan- pink tinted visor. Like, Dude, I love Daniel Sprong. He's sick. I, yeah, I, 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 I mean, he's a good player, man. I mean, we'll, we'll see what while. happens with Kane. I, 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 don't, I don't see a situation where it's going to work to some degree. I don't know what degree it's going to work to. He wasn't very good when he got to New York last year. He kind of had a rough going with the Rangers. Mm. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think... Uh, Look, the, the league is obviously better when Patty Kane's in it, depending on what stance you have on Patty Kane. But uh, he's, we'll see. He'll do something. Like they'll put him in a shootout. He'll do something crazy and we'll call it a day. So, so moving on. Uh, news out of Minnesota yesterday. They fired Dean Everson, head coach, to bring in John Hines. Mm-hmm. This is a okay. I understand Minnesota's gone off to a bad start. We know that. This is very reminiscent of the Oilers firing Woodcroft. Mm. What happened in Minnesota was very much out of Dean Everson's control. Philip Gustafson and Marc Andre Fleury have stunk, mm. stunk to start this year. They've been terrible. And Unfortunately, coaching can only do so much, but you right. can't coach goaltending. If your yep. goalies stink, cap in any team, you lose games. I, I, and to bring in John Hines of all guys, come on. 
how many chances I, yeah. is John Hines going to get? Like I said it before, it's like when this retread of coaches. Yeah, You're telling just, me there's not some other guy out there that you can give a shot to, to coach? It would Croft. But like anybody, John Hines, really? <laughs> how many teams has he been on them? Three, four? New Jersey, three. Nashville. He was somewhere after Jersey. I th- was it Nashville? I don't remember. But he's been around. And it's like, this guy is not a good coach. And I don't get it. Coaches underwhelming teams. Hmm. Like, dude, look what happened the minute he left Jersey. Yeah. Like, the minute he was fired. I mean, like, look Brunette, recently, look at Nashville. Yeah. Like, look how good of a job Andrew Burnett's done in Nashville. I know they're not, like, good or anything, but they're a lot more fun to watch these days, mm-hmm. the Predators. I don't know, man. The, the retread of coaches. And I, and I know I sound hypocritical because I was the guy who stood for Daryl Sutter. But John yeah, Hines. Daryl Sutter's a lot better than John Hines. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's mind-boggling to me. And, like, look, Flurry or Gustafson will turn around their season and John Hines is going to look like a genius. Yeah, like, <laughs> Minnesota probably still makes the playoffs. Like, they're... A, a, they're really far behind the eight ball right now. They're borderline team playing with they're still at like 64 million in cap because of the buy it right yeah they're still really low it's a tough situation man but they fired creed <laughs> can't believe they did that yeah, creed really. is now uh without a job <laughs> and also russo your first point i guess was like it's similar to the Oilers, but it's also similar to a lot of teams when the GM stinks. is at the GM is at fault, and it's sort of like, okay, I'll do this to make change. But yeah, at the end of the day, enough. the Minnesota Wild—we've been talking about them since Kaprizov got there um, when he signed during the lockout season. Like they have to commit to a retool, rebuild of some sort because you're going to end up. Let's say they do make the playoffs; they're in round one, right? Like it's like they're not yeah, even close. You need to start building a team around Kaprizov before his contract's up, and it's up very soon. And I don't think, yeah, gonna- but like that's the problem; they don't have time to do that. They only got what he's got two years after this year. Mm-hmm. Like they, unfortunately, they don't have time to do it. Because what if you commit to that by the time his contract's up, you guys stink? Like he's not staying as then much as he him. might. Yeah, I mean, but like, it's so tough in Minnesota, right? That city breathes hockey, and like, if they lose Kaprizov, like, they got nobody coming. No. Like, as good as Matt Boldy is, and Marco Rossi looks like he's been solid this year at times, you got nobody coming. You don't have anybody at the caliber anywhere near Kirill. Right, so I, I don't know. It's they're in such a spot right now. Like those buyouts <laughs> killed them, and I understand why they did it. I can get, I get it. But man, you're in a spot, and you got two years left after this year of Kaprizov before he goes. Man, it's 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 tough. It's tough. So 
I want to ask you a question, Russo, before yeah. uh, we move on the subject. We've, um, I think we've been following and watching hockey our whole lives. The Minnesota Wild have been in the same state since we've watched the hockey. They've been in yeah. the same. They, I, I've never. They're in the state of hockey. Yeah. And they've been but the same for How many times have years. they made it past round one in the past, whatever many years? Once. The only one I can remember is when Nino Niederreiter scored in overtime against Colorado in game seven. And that was like 2013, I want to say. It was McKinnon's yeah. rookie year. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, that's the only time I can remember Minnesota. Oh, and um, yeah, they know that's it. Yeah, that's the only like they've always been. They get in and that's it, and they don't get past round one or two. Oh, they made. I think they made to round when they played St. Louis. Did that? Yes, was, you're was right. Twenty seventeen. Was that round one or was that round two? I can't fucking remember. I don't know. No, I it was round, no, round it was two. round one. It was round one because. Nashville played St. Louis. Yes, around you're two. right. Yep, yeah, yeah. So, and the fact that they have Kaprizov, and they're still there. Oh man, that's it's brutal. When is the GM going to fix himself, man? But again, it's so hard to do because they got 14 million on the cap. That was his fault of dead money. And I, I wonder if that was Garen's call, or if I wonder if it was ownership. I don't know. Someone's to blame. Yeah. Would they have been better off just keeping those deals? Maybe. Yeah, probably one of them at least. Yeah, they. I don't think they need to buy out both. No, Parise, I can understand. I feel like they could have kept Suter around. <laughs> Suter's still playing. Like, he's still yeah. fine. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens in Nashville. I, I, I don't see that you're getting any better, especially if their goaltending stinks. Mm-hmm. Um. NHL All-Star Game, they're going back to the draft style. Thank God. Thank <laughs> God. There's actually going to be something intriguing to watch. <laughs> like, All-Star Weekend since 20... The last one that I actually enjoyed um, was the John Scott one, and that was in 2016. Nashville. For yeah. absolutely ridiculous circumstances, mm-hmm. was enjoyable. Um, the draft style will be fun, at least. I- I'm glad they're doing it. I don't love how they're still doing the four teams thing, you know, especially yeah. if they're doing a draft. I, I get they they love the three on three style, and I mean, I, I think I'd rather watch three on three than five on five. I guess you get three on three shinny versus five on five shinny. I, I think I'll take the three on three. There'll be more goals, I'd imagine. Um, but in saying that, the draft should be fun. Hopefully, you know, I really hope they don't make McDavid a captain. Oh my god! Well, one of the leaps are for sure. It'll be Matthews. Like I wonder, is it like I hope it's like Matthews? I hope they give like Pasternak one. And there's also like, four I'm, co-celebrities, so probably Toronto-based celebrities that are gonna. I don't know. Justin man, Bieber, hundred percent. Justin Bieber. Um, uh, who knows? I, I. It is fun that they're doing that. That'll be enjoyable to watch, I guess. For whatever how long it is, but then you know the game and whatever will still probably be shit. I was talking <laughs> with my dad the other night. I wonder how many guys are just gonna say, "Nah, I'm not going," because it's not like last year where it's like, "Hey, they got a vacation in Florida last year." Yeah, that's true. It's like they're gonna be like, "I have to go to fucking Toronto for four days when it's minus twenty five, and the media is gonna be on my ass." Mm-hmm. Ovechkin's not going. Oh, he's not See, the going. thing if is, he, like, if he if he gets in, he's not going. 
Did he even go last year? I don't think so. He just <laughs> doesn't go anymore. He's like, fuck it, I'll take the one-game suspension. He's not give a shit. Imagine you get a one-game suspension for not going to the All-Star game, but Jacob Truba hits a guy in the head with his stick, and I think only get fined five grand. He got no penalty on the play either. No, it's like fuck. <laughs> like, but if you don't come to the All-Star game, you you get a game, guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and if you wear a mask with uh, feathers on it, you're suspended, buddy. Yeah, uh, you're getting fined. Yeah, good for Flurry. Good for Flurry yeah. for for doing that. Um. Anyway, yeah, that'll be fun, I guess. Uh. Thomas, you want to touch on that Sens game last night? I didn't see any of it. Can you explain to me what happened? I was watching, and it was just Brady Kachuk. Got, like, it started with Matthew Kachuk, obviously. It always starts with him. Uh, Can't be McEwen a riot, went to go, Can't be right M- every night. McEwen went to go elbow him. At, like, Kachuk I is going that. to hit a guy, and he's elbowing. Like, like, he just was intent to elbow Kachuk. He did. I guess fought him, I guess. And then Brady Kachuk got a penalty as well. And then he went to out of, came out of the box, went to the net, hit Bobrovsky, and then there was a whole scrum. Then there was a second scrum. And then there was a third scrum. And then the ref announced that all players on the ice got a game misconduct. So that left Florida with seven or six guys on the bench and Ottawa with five guys on the bench. Um, it also made me realize the Ottawa Senators kind of suck. Um and nothing's really changed there since we've been talking about them. Uh, they look um, unmotivated as hell. And that's an organization who just got a uh, ownership change. Um, some players got paid. They had expectations for this year to make the playoffs, which every sort of day with the news that Patrick Kane signing with Detroit, it's that window sort of closing uh, with Ottawa. They really have to. Go on yeah, run, and we've been talking about this the last three years or so. They've gone off to a horrible start, and that's where their problems lie. And they've got another horrible start for the auto centers. Yeah, they're they're in a yeah. I mean, look, it's great that you got your core locked up, but you haven't done anything with that core locked up. No, it's crazy to me that it's like they've done nothing with it, nothing. So I'm just watching over clips from last night. So Kachuk Matthew is skating by the bench and he goes, Sanderson, you're dead. You're dead. <laughs> he fights him. And Brady's saying, nope, nope. Then Barky, Barky. And Matthew skates by going, dead. And then there's another clip where he goes, fucking Timmy and Sanderson, you're dead. Oh, my God. I Sanderson would... got clobbered in his fight by Kachuk. Oh, man. I would... The things I would do to get Matthew back on the flames. I miss him so fucking much, man. I I do this probably a few times every you know few months. I watched uh highlights from the 21-22 year. I watched the highlight packages all of Kachuk's goals. <sighs> so fucking sad. I miss him so much. Do? Like like unfortunately, I, I do get around to watching quite a few Panthers games just to watch him because he's still probably my favorite player. And it's like every game he's doing something, whether mm-hmm. it's scoring or like fucking people up. Like that, like we were on the way back from Ottawa when they were playing Chicago and he like went after Bedard and people were like losing their minds or what a fucking piece of shit. I'm like, I love this. Mm. I'm like, yeah. And unfortunately, like in that 21 22 year, he didn't have that many shenanigans because like they like, I think Daryl was like, just go fucking score and he scored he 100 points. Like there wasn't like, Dude, he, there wasn't shenanigans until the playoffs game. They were playing Dallas. And he decided, I'm going to fight John Klingberg three times in this series. And we're like, Chucky, 
Stop. Yeah, man, I would kill. I would kill to have a riot right now. Fuck. Thanks, Gio. I blame you. Can't be a riot every night, buddy. Anyway. Uh, and it's good. We're going to get that rivalry for a while with those two teams, the Panthers and Sens. So I guess we'll see. Um, Corey Perry stepped away from the Blackhawks or the Blackhawks pushed him away. I don't know what it is. The, wor- the more and more days go on, the worse it gets because everyone just speculates. So... Like, it's better just to announce what happened at this point. Yeah, and I wonder what the hell's going on. I wonder if it's a personal thing, or I wonder if, like, not like the Lucic thing where everything got out. And it's like, oh, hmm. Lucic that's is better, actually... I feel, right? Like, it's like, yeah, it, it kind of takes the team out of it, because obviously Boston's not at fault for it. Maybe they shouldn't have signed him in the first place, but I don't think anyone expected that he would, you know, do what he did. Is he play again, you think, or no? Oh, he's done. Dude, he, he, was, he wasn't playing in Boston. Hmm. They were scratching him. I think he's done. There's no use for him. He stinks. <laughs> uh, anyway, do you want to just get to players of the week real quick? Sure. Um, I got I'll mine. Pick, uh, I'll, you go first then. I got Kel McCarr. Yeah, that's a good one. Dude's been on a heater. I saw something. It was like 18 points in like eight games or something. Something stupid. Uh, he's put himself firmly back in the Norris race. Uh, I don't I mean, think he was ever I out. I don't think he was ever out, but I think just with the start Quinn Hughes had, uh, I think people were kind of already penciling in Hughes. But McCarr has been on some kind of heater. The Avalanche are playing well to start this year. Uh, he's looked so goddamn good. And I want to shout out Kale McCarr because uh, I don't know if you watched uh, the Flames game Saturday night when they played the Abs. Uh, they had the Snow family there. McCarr signed jerseys for both of them. Uh the avalanche did a really good job. They had them drop the ceremonial first. Uh, oh, before the game. Puck. Yep. And they, they brought him out for the game. And like, that's honestly good on the avalanche. And like, I think Makar was kind of the ringleader of it because he's a, he's a Calgary boy. Right. Um, yeah. Like, not only an, an unbelievable hockey player, seems like an awesome human too. So, uh, honestly, good for you, Colorado. You guys did great. And, uh, we cannot wait until Kel McCarr is a Calgary Flame in the offseason of 2027 when he's coming home. <laughs> when he gets hip surgery and he wants to buddy, come home like Gaines. Buddy, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's happening. If the Flames do this correctly, they rebuild, Kel McCarr is coming home. Come on. He's got his cup. He's got his Norris trophy. He he can come play for his hometown. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> I think at one point or another, whether it's in like the twilight of his career, I think there will be a point Maybe McCart plays in Calgary. Even if he's like 35 and he's like past his prime, he just <laughs> wants to end his career playing for his home, hometown team. Hey, if all these fucking Leaf fans are saying that McDavid one day is going to play in Toronto, I, I get to say McCart is playing in Calgary. Yeah, fair, fair. That's fair. That'd be sick. They got McCart. Oh my God. But I think he'll be one of those guys that plays his entire career in Colorado, unfortunately. I'm going to go with my guy, Nikita Kucherov, who got six points on Friday night versus the not only is just just like a a good team as the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, like a six very good point. defensive team. <laughs> yeah, um, Kucherov. Like, I'm not gonna go and use the word underrated, but like he just goes under the radar sometimes because some games he'll look terrible, not really into the game, pissy, and then some games you'll get four points and you won't even notice that you got four points. And he's up in the scoring race once again this year. Um, He's a guy I pegged for to be in the top three, I believe, of the scoring race. And he's just an unbelievable player. One of the best swingers in the league. 
I'd take him on my team any day over all my players, except probably Matthews. Um, Yeah. Kucherov's still sick and at the age he is. And it's a bit unfortunate because the news that we came out a little bit, a little bit a week ago about the four team international, whatever it's called, not having team Russia there. um, Like like it's the players fault, but sure. um, Not having those guys there would be kind of shitty. And it, just seems shitty overall. If you could sort of transition to that, it's just a horrible idea that's not going to work out. It's just ridiculous because it's not only like just the Russia. It's like yeah, yeah. Pasternak's not going to be there. Um, I'm just trying to think of like any guys from the Czech Republic not no. there. Uh, no Stutzla, no Drysaddle. Yeah, St- Stutzla, Drysaddle. Like the three best goalies in the league aren't going to be there. <laughs> Like, this is fucking insane. Like, who wants this? Nobody. We wanted the World Cup of Hockey, but not like this. This is, like, so it's, it would be Canada, USA, Finland, and Sweden. Are those the mm-hmm. four teams? Yeah. Like, like what the fuck? <laughs> just have a seven-game series of Canada, USA, and Call of the Day. I'd be fine with that. I just, I still have a, like, the World Cup of Hockey did really well way back when. In 2016, it did really well because you had all those teams there and the way that you ran it. I know some people didn't love Team North America. I thought it was great. And I know some people didn't love Team Europe. Okay, fair. That was kind of stupid. But it was great. So now it's like, now you're taking out all these teams, Kucherov, Ovechkin, Dreisaitl, Stutzla, uh, Anze Kopitar, like all these guys aren't going to be there. How do you call it a World Cup of Hockey without having best on best as a real <laughs> best on best? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane to me. It's absolutely nuts. So I hope they figure something out. I, I hate that they're still doing this thing that the Russian players can't be there. Because, Is the oh, yeah, Juniors the player, not allowing them? I don't think so. It's like, oh, yeah, because these players really had a big fucking hand in what's going on there. Insane. Mm-hmm. Insane. But that's an that's a conversation for another day when they formally announce it. Oh, and yeah. people aren't gonna be happy. <laughs> like imagine, like just like imagine being fucking dry saddle. You're arguably the second best player on the planet, and you're not able to go. Like Stutzla, same thing, like all the Russian guys. Kucherov's leading the league in points. You don't want that player there? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's... Uh... Oh, don't worry, though. We're going to have fucking Patrick Line. <laughs> but a little disrespect to Line, but, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't worry. You'll have first-line center Michael Backlund. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it'll be at least person, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, to me, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's insane that this is the way they're doing it. No, no, the same part is they think people like this. No, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great, guys. We're all like, no, it's going to be shit. <laughs> like, 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 oh, my God. Everyone's like, yeah, don't worry, guys. It's going to be great. Like, we're at four teams. It's like, fuck you. Like, oh, man, like, Gary Bettman, man, figure this out. Either let them go to the fucking Olympics. They will, though. It's in Italy, the way right? that like, you should have two years ago. Yeah. Like, they were supposed to... Remember, like, 
Mm-hmm. When did they say that they weren't going? In like August. January, they were like, no, no. They, August like, they announced they until, said they were. Remember the yeah, three they were players going. from each nation. But then, when did they say they're not going? It, it had to be like January of that. Year. No, it yeah, was close. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, we had our whole like Olympic team prediction. We were like, oh, yeah, yeah. like this was gonna be. It was late. It had to be in like December. Mm-hmm. It was December or January. They made like because remember they had they had the two week break where there were no games. And then the whole COVID thing happened. Remember the Flames had like 10 yeah, games yeah. and like 12 nights? Some fucking stupid shit like that. Because they were supposed to go to the Olympics and now they weren't going, so they had to fill in the gap of games. Yep. Don't worry, World Cup of Hockey with four fucking teams. <laughs> what a world. But it, it's just like, it's crazy to me because they like they know how well the 2016 one did. People, everyone loved it. I loved it. Like you went to a, like you went to a couple. You went to that game where McKinnon scored. Mm-hmm. Like... Everyone had so much fun with that. The only, I guess, saving grace is I think the States are going to put up a real good fight. They could win. They could win easily, I think. Especially if it comes down to goaltending. Who's in Never Canada? That's, an, again, conversation for yes. another day. But, <laughs> uh, do you have anything left to add before we sign out here? Nope. I think we're good. Um so no, Kane's the, deal is officially one year two seven five. Yeah, which not bad. People were saying it was going to be a multi year deal, which, but yeah, I think that's the best thing for both scenarios. Especially like if Kane ends up playing well, then he can secure another contract for himself. Yep. And if he doesn't, this is a good. Yeah. He had a great career. <laughs> he had a unreal career. I still think he he probably. Sh- Finish his career in Chicago. You think so? Like at some point, probably. Like if it comes down to it, like we're in the summer next year and no one's signing him, what does Chicago have to lose? Right, right. Like they stink anyway. They're not going to be good for a few years. So I think they'll probably just, whether it's a one day deal or or something, he'll retire as Blackhawk. It's going to be the same with Taves whenever he decides to hang him up. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's not playing again. Nah. You don't take a year off and just... And he was, what, sick or something like that? Yeah. Like, again, you, you don't take a whole year and and then come back. Especially at 35, 36. You know? It is what it is. Anyway, uh, that is going to do it for this one. As always, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Brain Leaf Pod, and we will see you guys in the next one. <laughs>